Welcome everyone to the Peace Alliance Department of Peacebuilding call. This is uh, part four in a four part series and we're uh, dealing with uh, reimagining peace. And this one is focusing on uh, world peace. And we have, um, Ann Krita is gonna talk about the talk that we had from uh, Ambassador Chowdhury uh, last September, a year ago that so many people loved uh, and appreciated and uh, we'll have a discussion among the group today. So we usually take a couple of minutes just to go around and people to say hello, who they are, where they're from, whatever you'd like to say about the Department of Peace legislation or peace um, in you know, 30 to 60 seconds. Who would like to start? I can start. This is Nancy. I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, Ohlone land. Um, but I just got back from a kamikaze quick 1,000 mile trip to San Diego, California, where I was uh, part of the International Day of Peace events there. And you guys will see some cool video about that. <laughs> Great. Beth, you want to say hello? Yeah, hello. I'm from St. Paul, uh, Minnesota, and I've been involved with uh, um, the Department of Peace uh, um, uh, stuff since, um, oh, 2019. I hope I've got that right. Could be maybe a year earlier, but close enough. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> uh, David, would you like to say hello? You were on pretty early on the call. Yes. Hello there. Hi there. I'm David Wick. I'm in uh, Ashland, Oregon, um, with the Ashland Cultural Peace Commission, which comes off of the work with uh, Ambassador Chaudhry and, and uh, all the others uh, focused on the culture of peace also with the uh, Pathways to Peace and the uh, um, Rotary E-Club of World Peace and delighted to be here. I, on a short time frame, I just wanted to come and say hello and see what's happening, but I'll, I'll need to be leaving soon, unfortunately. But at least I could come by. Okay, great, great to see you again. Okay, Anne, why don't you say hello? Okay, hello. Um, I am Ann Creter. I live in, uh, New Jersey, outside of Philadelphia, in South Jersey, and I'm with the Global Movement for the Culture of Peace, as well as the Peace Alliance and the Global Alliance for Departments and Infrastructures for Peace. And uh, David, we're you know the big theme right now is infrastructures for peace at the UN. So wanted to let you know that before you leave. <laughs> so. And I'll, I'll say a little bit more of a hello. I'm Karen Johnson. I'm on the National Department of Peacebuilding Committee with a few others here on this call. I'm from Chicagoland South Suburbs and uh, just really looking forward the next year and two on this legislation. It just feels like a time for more to be happening and, and more people are coming forth and I'm um, enthusiastic about it. And how about you, Laura? Hi everybody, I'm Laura from uh, Northwestern Pennsylvania near Erie, otherwise known as the Pennsylvania Wilds. 
and I'm on the Department of Peacebuilding Committee, and I'm just really excited to see where the legislation can go over the next, you know, in the short term and, and over the next couple of years. Great. Uh, Kendra. Um, I'm Kendra Mon, formerly uh, from Sonoma County, California, and seeking a new home and um, enjoying the country as we travel through it in our camper van. And I'm observing all of the damage that we have done to the forest as we go along. So I certainly hope that we will um, include the natural world in our peace building efforts. Yeah. Thank you for that reminder. Yeah. Okay, Jenna, would you like to say hello? I am Jenna and I'm in New York City. I'm in Queens in the land of the Muncie, Renapa, the Kiowa, Rockaway, and or uh, Kunasi peoples. And um, yeah, uh, I'd love to see a Department of Peace Building, and I'm happy to be um, meeting these offices of Congress people soon. Great. Fernando. <clears throat> yes, good evening, everyone. Uh, I've been with the Department of Peace Building National Committee since, I believe, January this year. Uh, but I started as an intern last year, last November, and I've been enjoying working with it. And what I believe in what we're doing hardly. So, and I'm enjoying every step of it. So, yes, I'm in Georgia. That, that's basically it. Thank you. Great, thanks. Uh, Seta, let us hear your voice. Hi, I'm moving around, so I have everything off, but I'll check in. How so good to see my favorite group is the Peace Alliance. How's and and I don't remember how long I've been with you people, but you're my favorite. I think I think the U.S. Department of Peace Building is the most important legislation of our times. Okay, bye. You say that to all your organizations. Come no, no, I don't. I, what I say to all the other organizations, I said, you got to get together with the Peace Alliance. We got to get this U.S. Department of Peace plant building passed because that'll solve most of our problems. But they don't listen to me. I don't have any power. <laughs> you do. You do. And we're going to work on those statements, Seta. Seta is right. here in you Illinois with me. You, and, could, uh, you could help me with my language. Sometimes the Italian comes out and it comes out not, <laughs> not very affirmative. Instead <laughs> well, of worked for a couple of years and her congressperson came on as a co-sponsor. So you really can't say that you don't have any power, Seta. <laughs> Speaking of which, did Robin Kelly, is she on there? Because I saw her on the list. We were going to make some calls soon. She um, is. Oh, yeah, she, she is on there. Yeah. So we should just thank her then when we call. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> okay, we've got people joining uh, as we go along. Uh, Charlie, would you like to say hello? 
Hello. Hi, Karen. Hi, Hi. everyone. <laughs> you're you're kind of dark in your room tonight. We can just see oh, the uh, kind okay, of go, uh, shadow is in the I'll room. We can't that. really see your facial features tonight. I'll go change that. Um, and hi, Nancy. Hello. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'll I'll get my camera better now. Hi, everybody. Glad you can join us. Hi, Lori. And <laughs> going around with oh, yeah, these... Lori. I, I think brief... I saw. There you are, Lori. Yeah. <laughs> brief uh, hellos. I'm trying to catch roughly the order that people came on the call. For me, give me if I'm uh, one or two people out of order. Uh, Mike Lina. <laughs> Just say where you're from and, and a little bit about how you feel or know about the Department of Peace or Peace Building, whatever you like, relatively yes. briefly. Yeah. Thank you. I'm honored to be here with all of you this evening. I'm, I'm, I think I'm a, what you would refer to as a newbie uh, in the group. It's been about a year, but this has certainly been a passion of mine, the Department of Peace, for many, many years. Um, my background is in early childhood education and also involved um, you know, with a nonprofit here. I, I live in Cleveland. I've been here for 30 years. Originally, I'm from Canada. So I'm, I'm just honored. And I, I, um, when I listen to you all speak about the different things that you guys have done throughout the years, it's, uh, it's very inspirational. So thank you, all of you. And I'm honored to be here. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Uh, Lori. Oh, David. You want to say a little bit more besides hello, Lori? Oh, I'm sorry, me? Well, um, yeah. I, I moved to DC about three weeks ago. This is oh. my third third week. And um, to, um, so I'm still getting situated. I, today, I'm, I'm going to be, my, tonight's my first night. I get to sleep in a bed rather than an arrow bed. Very excited. Um, but anyway, I so I saw the email. I said, yes, let me jump in. So I've kind of taken a I, I, you know, I belong to this group. I also work with Indivisible, but it's just been a really crazy kind of busy few months, but I'm here now. Mm -hmm. um, it's very cool. This place that I have um, on the rooftop uh, and I go, that's where I meditate and pray and dance. I could see the Capitol. I could see the top of the, of the Supreme Court building and the uh, Library of Congress, Jefferson Library of Congress. So I'm sending my love every day, you know, because it is love is, you know, I don't condone the actions of people, but I know that love is the only thing that's going to, you know, change, you know, change this world. So I'm sending them love as much as I can. And I'm in a good spot, you know, I want to get more directly involved, but I like that I have that uh, direct line of sight. Great. Thank you. Awesome. And I believe last, but certainly not least, DJ, would you like to say hello to everyone? Hello, 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 hello. Um, yeah, so so many people here. That's nice. Um, I just finished Dot Maver's speech to the United States Congress. It's six minutes and um, I don't know, 15 seconds long. So it's pretty long, but it is something. So um, I don't know if I'll have time tonight to show it to you, but it's been uploaded to both the YouTube channels, um, the Ooh. Peace Builder series, so it's open to the public. Um, so at the very least, you'll get a link um, tonight. But yeah, Karen, just let me know, you know, if we can fit it in or, or not. 
Yeah, I think if you could put a link in the chat, that would be great. And and uh, we can include a link in an email coming out, the next email that's coming out too. Oh, you. yeah, definitely. That's happening. That's, that, that goes without saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's really something. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see it myself. Okay, well, welcome, everybody. Uh, before we Karen, get on. Yes. Did, did, did Geraldine check in? Did I miss that? Oh, I was just going to say, did I meet that? Geraldine, I don't think Geraldine did say hello. I'm sorry. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Good. Peace of Benny to Chetta. I'm in Hollywood, uh, California, on uh, Kami Shintongva land. Uh, I've been with the Peace Alliance since 2005 and part of the DOP committee right. and other things. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> okay, and thank you, Nancy, for pointing that out. Is there anybody else that I missed? One last call. I think, okay, good. All right, so we usually, uh, before we get into our, our content, we'll start a connection exercise. Kendra, would you like to lead us in that tonight or anyone else? Um, okay. <laughs> um, okay, so let's, if you can, focus inward. And breathe deeply. And imagine that with each breath, your muscles are relaxing. You are shedding your cares and worries. and lift. And with each breath in, go through your heart. And each breath out, go through your heart. Awakening and warming your heart. Awakening your heart wisdom. And your sensors so that you can feel each person on this call. You can connect with each person on this call. and exchange that heart energy. And that heart wisdom. So that we will all 
be wiser and more warm-hearted, kinder, and building peace together on this call tonight. Passing it back to you, Karen. Thank you, Kendra. Mm, thank you. Mm, yeah. It's hard to believe we ever started a call without that. Now it, it makes such a difference, I think. All right. Uh, so we'll get right into Anne's segment. And then just mentioning that uh, once we have uh, hear from Anne and have some discussion, we'll have at least a few minutes toward the end of the call um, to hear from Nancy and any questions people have on um, the uh, congressional visits part of advocacy, yeah, advocacy days, which we've earmarked for next week, but can happen anytime. So without further ado, Anne, tell us. Okay, yes. <laughs> well, you know, it's so wonderful to start this uh, little discussion with what Kendra just did because um, you know, the whole essence of the culture of peace really begins within each one of us. And it's so easy to forget that. And with Peace Month right now, I don't know how you, all of you have been, but I'm, I have not really been very peaceful this month because, I mean, it's wonderful that there's so many things going on around the world right now. It's absolutely incredible that um, we've got this vibration out there that gets stronger every year. But, um, Anyway, um, so I, I'm asked to talk just very briefly about uh, the uh, topic of uh, the culture of peace, reimagining a global culture of peace um, and expanding our horizons to what it would mean to work in global synchronicity for a world of peace. And so I wanted to start this off um, I'm gonna be talking about uh, when Ambassador uh, Chowdhury came to our advocacy days last year and gave a, a presentation. And I'm just gonna say some highlights of that. Um, but I wanted to just begin by um, something, proposing something for you to think about that uh, has been occurring to me more and more each day as we go into all of the, all the turmoil of the world and especially when Afghanistan, uh, when the war in Afghanistan ended. So I would ask, um, I'm asking myself, what would the world look like today if we had passed the Department of Peace bill 20 years ago and all other countries had departments of peace? I mean, it's to me, can you, if you can imagine that we would be in a very different place today, 20 years later, if we were you know, working within the structure of a Department of Peace. So that's basically um, what I wanted to bring out because ironically, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with where the United Nations is right now, what's been going, the big buzz at the UN right now is this very new document that came out last week when the General Assembly um, resumed um, it's called Our Common Agenda. Do you all know about it yet? No. Yeah. And it's, it's really, um, in, the reason why I'm, I'm starting with it, I want to end with it after I say my few remarks, because 
it's a whole new agenda that the United Nations wants to um, start now in terms of uh, reforming the UN. And they use different kind of um, like language. That's our language. That's about departments and of peace. That they're talking about um, the the response to COVID has been a stress test for the international community and demonstrated the need to rethink, to innovate, and to strengthen the United Nations and the global governance architecture to address the world's most pressing challenges. And to me, that's about the work that we're doing with departments and ministries and infrastructures for peace that we have been want desperately trying to raise that, um, that concept at the UN. And so what my, what Ambassador um, Chowdhury spoke about last year when he was at our advocacy days was basically about the relationship between the culture of peace, which for those of you that you may not know, there's um, this resolution that was passed in the General Assembly, the United Nations Declaration and Program of Action on a Culture of Peace, which is the, the work that I do at the UN involves raising um, implementation of this. And uh, in the document, if anybody wants a copy of it, we can give you the, uh, there's a link online, you can get um, about it. But um, the bill, the resolution in article five states that governments have an essential role in promoting and strengthening the culture of peace. So that's how I relate this large global infrastructure for peace, which is the, the UN, how that relates to the work that we're doing at the Peace Alliance, trying to get a Department of Peace in the United States. And what some of us also are in the Global Alliance for Ministries and Infrastructures for Peace, we want to have infrastructures for peace that are governmental all over the world. And um, some of you know that we've been working on <clears throat> having a, a, a resolution passed in the General Assembly urging all um, member states to have departments and ministries of peace. And that's one of the highlights that Ambassador Chowdhury talked about last year um, in the talk that he gave us a direction that we can follow now if we want to proceed with um, the strategy involved in getting a resolution passed at the United Nations, encouraging member states to have departments of peace. So he's advising us that this year, um, coming up soon, they have a yearly um, culture of peace bill that goes through the General Assembly because they want to keep the whole idea of culture of peace in the consciousness of the people at the UN. So every year they have this resolution. And if we can get a paragraph made about why departments and ministries and infrastructures for peace are so essential in reducing violence, um, we can maybe get this uh, section in this year's resolution that next year could lead to the actual passing of a resolution in the General Assembly for Departments of Peace. Because right now at the UN with this new um, agenda, the common agenda, uh, it's the, the language in it is exactly about departments and ministries of peace. So I really believe that 
Um, this is our time now to raise the consciousness of it. And um, so today I, I was on a Zoom call early this morning that the, it was the first meeting that they've actually had for uh, civil society and for the member states to talk about this new agenda. And um, just to tell you that the relevance that it's a very long thing, but there are certain parts of it that relate directly to departments of peace and how we need to be raising the profile of that idea um, now, which brings me to my last point, and then I'll stop, is that <clears throat> two weeks ago was the high-level forum on the culture of peace that we always uh, participate in that for the last 10 years, my um, NGO organization helps to, um, to organize certain aspects of it. And this year, we were given the task of having some people from civil society get to ask the panelists, uh, the ambassadors and the high level people to ask uh, a question. And since my coworker, Georgie Galanis and I were the ones that were actually doing it, we, we said that we hope that we get to ask a question. And so um, as it turned out at the very, like after like three hours and there were 25 minutes left, uh, we did get to ask our questions about departments and ministries of peace, Georgie and I, but unfortunately there wasn't a lot of time to really get a, uh, an interactive, uh, you know, concrete response, which is typically what always happens at the UN. So we were disappointed that um, we didn't have a two-way dialogue, but we really feel happy that we actually got the question out and it's, as it's recorded and it's now in, you know, we're in the archives of the UN talking about uh, infrastructures for peace and departments of peace. So um, I guess I'll, I mean, I could go on and on, but I, I'm gonna end here and have a conversation about what the world would look like if we had a Department of Peace, which would bring the culture of peace. Yeah, yeah. And so everyone, you know, we're focusing on the uh, talk that Ambassador Chowdhury did as part of our program last September or anything that ar arose out of there. And, and thank you, Ann, for even taking some of the things that he talked about a year ago and bringing forth what's happened on them since then, especially even um, just in very recent days. Uh, so anybody else who had um, watched uh, that segment for this call that had other things that stuck out for them can bring those up or talk about anything that Anne has already spoken about or as she has said, uh, just inviting everybody to have a conversation about infrastructures for peace and global peace. Who would like to start? May I say something more? I'll say something more. Maybe this will um, create some interest. Um, my, uh, my UN uh, Global Alliance group uh, were at, was asked that same question for the people that actually viewed the high-level forum. And what they observed was that um, the, most of the speakers, and I've been doing, going to these things for 10 years, and they tend to be very monotonous. The, the member states, they don't really talk about how they're, what actions they're taking to implement this culture of peace document. They just describe what they're doing and they repeat every year. And so what my 
group, Nancy, you missed that, that uh, meeting, I think, but the group decided that, um, you know, they really thought that we should bring to the attention of the General Assembly president that next year, after now that we celebrated our 10th anniversary, it's time for the member states to have national culture of peace action plans. And um, when I thought about that, and they would be the things that would fall under a department or ministry of peace in different, I don't know if that's making sense to you, but that's what our group was talking about uh, last week. And all of these things uh, correspond to this, um, where is it? The, uh, I can't find it here. Oh, here it is. This is the, uh, the global, this is our common agenda, a report from the Secretary General. All of the, the wording in it is uh, aligned. So I think this is the time. Great, that sounds great. Lori, I think Lori had Quiet. something to say. Oh, well, just a question, And So you said like, this is something that could be brought up next year. So is it, is it past the time like, it, it, is it just, do they just discuss something like this once a year and that just passed or it maybe well, just, I'm just a little, I was just yeah. curious about that. The, the, the General Assembly meets just for a few months. And so every year they, they have an agenda with all these different resolutions. So we have to do it in the fall for this year, just to do a paragraph, but there's nothing more. We've been advised that there's it, we have to be planting seeds before we can introduce the whole resolution. That's what we were advised by Ambassador Chowdhury. So this is, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but- Yeah, um, I think so. Okay, it's, it's just a process um, that we've been instructed as, as to how to pass resolutions. People have to be educated on them first. And I don't know that a lot of people at the UN really know about the, um, I, the, the department that they had on infrastructures for peace, which there's studies that have been shown in different countries that violence has been reduced in those countries, like, you know, markedly, you know, re remarkably so. So it's proven by an arm of the UN that infrastructures for peace um, are effective. And so now we need to educate. I mean, it's kind of, it's just like the Department of Peace when you go to talk to your congressman you're educating so often on um, peace building things that a lot of Congress people surprisingly aren't aware of. I do think that, that one of our reasons for doing the lobbying that we do is to, is to educate on um, you know, the science of peace building. I'm talking too much, sorry. <laughs> no, that's good. No. Okay. Thank you. Nancy, go ahead. Yeah, I was just thinking about when you said if 20 years ago we had instituted all of this, what would our world look like now? And um, I think some of what it would look like is we would we would be off or well on our way off of this merry-go-round of, of fear and violence and uh, just self-destruction to our people and our planet. And, um, and maybe we could really be focusing on the good stuff in life. <laughs> right now, it just seems like we're, we're, our attention is so diverted to, to all, reacting to all of these different crises and, uh, instead of really appreciating each other and working together. Yeah. And a lot of it is education. A lot of it is um, 
yesterday they had a peace education conference, the first one at the UN, and I only saw a little bit of it, but how important it is to educate children on uh, all of the things that we take for granted, like nonviolent communication and um, conflict mediation, and just have it become a part of you at a young age. Um, these are these are the ways that cultures changes. And it's as Ambassador Chaudhry said at last year's uh, event, it's it's a movement. It's not a revolution. It's a movement, and movements take time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so if anybody wants to ask or speak something, you can just turn off, you know, unmute yourself and start speaking or wave your hand or use the um, tools in Zoom to raise your hand, whatever works for you. And, and I'd love to ask you a question. Um, after, <laughs> after learning about the Queen Mother yesterday, a few days ago, <laughs> Um, I, I'd just be interested in, there's so much going on at the UN that we have no idea about and so many connections and you guys are really kind of in there as part of a lot of this and, and it'd just be interesting to hear a little bit more about how that other part of the UN world works. <laughs> it's just, it's amazing to me. Well, it's very, very complicated. It's very like all these different layers and I can't possibly keep, uh, I mean, I have a hard time just keeping up with Peace Alliance emails. It, <laughs> it, it's just, there's on so many different levels, there's, there's, when you go to the UN, there's about six or seven different major things happening in different conference rooms and, you know, different people that you meet, but you eventually, you sort of have your own, group of your tribe, people that are like-minded, like how Georgie and I came together and, and done our work. But um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's, well, it, it's different right now. I haven't been there in almost two years now because of the pandemic. And I'm not sure I ever want to go back right now, you know, it's Is that dangerous. To so. Sorry, what you're referring to? Traveling, I live in Phil, outside of Philadelphia. Traveling to New York, um, oh, you know, to okay. go to the UN is 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 uh, dangerous right now for me. And so, of course, the UN is not open to uh, civil society yet. It's only open to um, certain people that are there for a certain business. And um, okay. yeah. So Nancy, we don't see any, I mean, all we see people on Zoom now. That's the way it is. Before Zoom, how yeah. was life? <laughs> <laughs> it was always exciting going there. If you love the UN, yeah. as I do, it's just exciting to see the, when you walk and you see the Isaiah wall with uh, turn your sores into plowshares. You know, that never grows old with me looking at that. But. Right. It would be great to, to have a call next year focusing on, on the work that you've done with the UN for a culture of peace over the years, if you're open to that, you know, because I, I know I've heard different things from you over the years here and there as things have come up. But um, if you're willing to, to create, you know, a special 
presentation for people so we can kind of get a real sense of everything you've done over the years. I think that would be amazing. Wow. Uh, it would probably take a week to present it all, but somehow if you could get it down to a 40 minute presentation. <laughs> well, you know, the big thing that our group accomplished and it, we were, we, there's 50 people in the global movement for the culture of peace that are all NGOs at the UN, but we're like the little hub. So we're the ones that work directly with Ambassador Chowdhury and we've learned so much from him and I'll tell you, this last, just the, it was a, I guess because everybody's short staffed now with the pandemic, it was like really, um, there's, it, it's just really hard to be doing this work in this way. I can't imagine what, like, what our Congress is going through as well when we do these advocacy Zooms. Just as really, it's still a really challenging time. I forget what my point was, but. This this is Geraldine. I I was fortunate enough to be part of uh, the National Organization for Women's NGO participation. Uh, <laughs> those uh, marathon meetings that took place, and uh, of course, coming from uh, the women's lens uh, on this whole thing, there there was a section. Yeah, it, it's difficult and to, to try to keep up with uh, all of these different components going on uh, with the UN. Uh, however, uh, violence against women uh, was of course a huge uh, uh, issue uh, that was presented and was talked about. And it was, it was interesting to hear, however, beings that Zoom uh, was the opportunity, you know, to bring everyone together uh, globally. However, uh, time-wise, those sessions started extremely early <laughs> on, the, on the Pacific coast. But it was, it was wonderful to, to hear from women from all of these different countries in terms of just exactly what they were experiencing uh, in terms of, uh, of, of work, of the problems of traveling from one country to another uh, to mm -hmm. be able to work. Uh, and of course, uh, there's a huge issue in terms of, of violence against women. So there was a peace segment uh, as part of it, uh, but not specifically talking you know, in regards to departments of peace. So I'm thinking and listening to you that uh, this next go around that, uh, that that needs to be brought up in terms of, because all of the different subcommittees that participated in it uh, all came back, you know, with action plans that supposedly, uh, well, that were put into a report to go back to the UN. Now, what all gets done with that, <laughs> of course, is another question. But I, I think that the um, trying to uh, integrate uh, the departments of peace in, in all the countries would be good to integrate, you know, like within that. So you've kind of given me an idea of uh, 
something that needs to, uh, to be on the to-do list. Thank you, Ann, for, for, for all of you, do, for all that you do, because uh, it, it is very complex uh, dealing with the UN. It is very, yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Thank you, Geraldine. You made me appreciate it more than sometimes I, it, it's, you know, it's heavy stuff, but um, yeah. Uh, the reason why I, I, I actually got involved with the Peace Alliance at the same time that I got involved with uh, the UN. And so I was doing like, it was after 9-11 and after the 20 year anniversary of 9-11 that was on TV, I forgot like it, how we, uh, after 9-11 happened, it put me on the peace path just directly. And uh, it's been 20 years now and we've gone through different wars and everything, but the, what, the reason why I wanted to get involved with the UN was because of my work with the Peace Alliance about the Department of Peace. And I forgot to mention, I'm on the, um, uh, the, the uh, Department of Peace Building Committee, but I'm not as active there as I had been in the past. But the connection between the Department of Peace and this are, is basically what I consider my life work and, and how knowing about this UN resolution actually elevates the whole idea of the Department of Peace bill and why they go together and, and, and linking them together uh, adds like uh, heft, heft to the Department of Peace bill. And many people around the world are all thinking the same thing, you know? And I just think that in our bill in the United States is really, um, how would you say it's like the model, I think, for other countries, our, our bill. And I don't know if you're interested, but I, I have the two questions here that I could, I don't know if you don't want me to read them, the, the questions that Georgie and I asked the panelists that they weren't able to answer. Yeah, yeah I'd like to hear them. Yeah. Okay, well, first I was called on. And uh, so I started out, <clears throat> And the, on the panel was Ambassador Carrazzo, who's the ambassador of Costa Rica, who we know is actually working with our group on uh, drafting a UN resolution for Departments of Peace. So we kind of were, we were the ones that kind of got him to be there. And yet when he spoke, and we didn't know what he was going to be speaking about, but we were hoping and assuming that he would mention something about departments of peace. Well, he didn't, because I think, you know, it's not, it's kind of like why people don't talk about the department of peace in many uh, audiences, because people think it's, you know, it's, it's not viable. And so anyway, um, he, he was there. And then Federico Mayor, who's a famous um, man from Spain, who actually developed, uh, helped develop this UN resolution for the culture of peace. If you haven't um, read it, it's really important. And if you want to email me, I can I can send you the link. My my email is ancretes at aol.com. But anyway, here's the here's the question. Um, so I'm asking Ambassador Carrazzo and Federico directly. For over 15 years, I've been advocating for governmental departments, ministries, and other infrastructures for peace as a logical way to build the culture of peace. The multi-dimensional impacts of COVID are intensifying our already escalating out of control culture of violence. And that was the theme. I'm addressing the theme of the 
high-level forum there. Promoting resilience and inclusion in post-COVID recovery, which was the theme, thus is about transforming our global culture of violence into the culture of peace. The UN Development Program issue brief on infrastructures for peace documents how infrastructures for peace have been proven to reduce violence, thereby promoting resilient nations. And then I talk about the culture of peace uh, citation about government's responsibility. And so then my conclusion is thus transformation seems possible by establishing governmental infrastructures that focus on violence prevention, applying the science of nonviolence and constructing the architecture necessary to support an enduring culture of peace. I know that's a lot. Here's my questions. Um, I wasn't gonna ask this first, but since he, nobody spoke about the infrastructures for peace, my first question was um, to Ambassador Carrazzo, what do you think of the idea of infrastructures for peace? And of course, what happened, we were at the very end, and I think I mentioned before, they had like a couple of minutes for like all these people to answer questions. And it was just very, dis it was, he, he made some acknowledgement about it. But anyway, and my second question that nobody addressed was um, what actions could the United Nations as, the, as its role as the Congress of Humanity now take to speed up establishing infrastructures for peace that would enable the culture of peace to become real? And of course, you know, that wasn't addressed at all, but we're hoping that we can um, informally follow up with the, those two people to get some kind of response from them, because we think that would be really helpful for, you know, moving infrastructures for peace forward. And then Georgie, am I talking too much? Do I, I'll read you Georgie's real quick and then I'll end. Georgie's question was fabulous. Said, Ambassador uh, from Costa Rica, they have one of the few uh, ministries of peace in Costa Rica. I forgot to mention that very important thing. So Georgie is asking Ambassador Carrazzo, what are some highlights your country has faced in building your national infrastructure for peace and elaborate on the advancements this has produced in your society's way of life? And then she goes on. But, um, so like these were direct questions that we wanted to get their answer to, to validate what we do. So we're on the road to that. Okay. We're, we're close to time when we need to switch over to Nancy, but I know Laura had something a while back. You wanna, um, do you uh, still have it, Laura? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, we don't have a lot of time. Um, no, those are all great questions, Anne. And I was just thinking too about your question about, you know, how would our, how would life be different if the Department of Peace Building bill had been passed 20 years ago? <clears throat> and it just triggered something in my mind because I remember that was about the time around 9-11 and everything that I had embarked on a study of Buddhism. And I was living in Boston at the time and we had a sangha of about 50 or 75 people. And <clears throat> our teacher who was a Tibetan Buddhist directly from Tibet and had worked at the UN and then ended up in Boston and teaching us. Anyway, 9-11 broke out and we all showed up at the next weekly meeting and everybody kind of raised their hand and said, uh, you know, what are we doing here sitting here talking about love and compassion and peace 
when, you know, it were, World War III is about to break out. And our teacher said something very provocative that surprised me because he said, he said, no, this is the best time to practice peace and compassion. Because if we lived in a completely compassionate and peaceful world, we wouldn't have to practice it. We would already be it. So I thought that was interesting. And although I'm sure everybody on the call wishes that the bill would have passed that year, and of course, everything would be different. But this kind of links back into what Ambassador Chowdhury said when he talked about, um, you know, it is a transformation, but the change has to be more of a self-transformation. So, and he talked a lot about on um, how uh, we, it wasn't just about speaking about peace, but being peace, the practicing of it, which is kind of what the Tibetan Buddhist teacher was saying too, that, uh, you know, that's where you get the change. People's hearts change, people's minds change, people's values and beliefs change. And that's when the movement starts gaining momentum. So thank you for all those great questions. Thank you. Yeah. Ah, take a breath. That's a lot. Um, <laughs> does anybody have anything burning before we shift to Nancy that they'd like to bring up? Did I save my quote for the very end, right? Yep. Okay. And I might say, Nancy, before you start, for anybody who's interested after we end the call, maybe if DJ can stay on, maybe we'll play that video of Dot after we Ooh. end the recording. So anybody who wants to, to see it rather quickly tonight um, oh, can stay on and, and do that. That would be great. Yeah. Um, okay. DJ, would it be okay if you put your uh, email in the chat um, because there are so many people on this call, I think, who would be great for you to interview. And um, I'd love to see some of what Anne said on one of your on one of your videos. But every single person on this call has just a real depth of, uh, of knowledge and interest and practice in peace building. So, so if you guys could contact or, you know, send an email to DJ about that. Um, so about Advocacy Days, it's coming up next week, and um, as, as you all know, uh, well, you maybe don't know, we have con five confirmed calls so far. Uh, we um. have two from California that are on the verge of being confirmed, and there's quite a few others out there in the ethers. And so as usual, this will probably be a lot of last minute stuff. We're trying to be organized, but we can't control everything. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying to send as few emails as possible, but I just sent an email, an, e an email to those who are participating on um, Sunday with some guidelines for uh, meetings and some uh, resources you could send to people. Um, but my main couple, I'll highlight a couple um, that really coming to the meeting to be in connection. And um, before you get on a call, do, do just a little research about whatever congressperson is, is being interviewed or staffer um, and just have something um, in your heart of gratitude about how we can connect with that congressperson. 
um, or their staffer. Usually it'll be the staffers we're talking about. And then um, to be very brief, uh, because in most cases, our calls will probably be limited to 30 minutes or maybe even a little less. To follow the person who set up the call, they will be the lead. So um, let them do the talking, let them, if they have time, feel there's time to call on you. Um, you know, that's that would be your cue of when to, um, to chime in on things. Uh, be brief and positive. And then um, for the leads, uh, if you could, and if you could find somebody right at the beginning of the call who will take notes so we can have a little short paragraph or two about each call and just, you know, how it went and who attended. Um, so those are some really basic things. I sent um, the overview of the new bill. I sent a, a letter, a cover letter about all the um, letters we've gotten from kids, mostly kids over the last couple of years. To me, it's really a touching document to read. Um, DJ's gonna send me a video or two or three, I'm not quite sure yet, but um, that we can pass on to Congress. And I'm sure I sent you something else. Um, the, uh, the, the other legislation that we're supporting. So you can um, send those on to your Congress people also. And since our time is really short, any, any questions about the meetings? I will be sending out this. Uh, yes. Okay, Beth. This is Beth. Uh, I'm wanting to know if I can get the ID number and the Zoom phone number for next Monday to be in touch with Barbara Lee at one o'clock. Yeah, I'll be sending that out um, probably tomorrow or the next day. I'll send out to my uh, email. Yeah. Okay, so you've already got it, Ben. I do have your email, and um, yeah, so thank you all for the for what you're doing. And then there'll be a couple of more e-blasts coming out next week uh, with uh, the names of the other Congress people we want people to call. And I've gotten some feedback back that people are some people are going to do that. So. Um, you know, it's a whole effort. And if somehow your congressperson wants to meet after next week, that's fine too. We, we just hope to get as many as possible in. Um, you mean to meet after the 27th or on the same day? Um, we're trying to schedule all the meetings next week, but if you, if you have some person who absolutely can't do it next week, uh, we could do something the following week or, or got week. you got you. Okay. So, um, okay. Yeah. And, and I guess the other uh, tip is to mute when you're not, um, when you're on the call, when you're not speaking, because there's typically a lot of, um, distraction. Okay. So, okay. So that's, okay. That, those are my deep words of wisdom and, um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> just thank you for all of you who are, who are arranging things. Mm -hmm. yeah, and and oh. Fernando and Karen are on board to set out to be on the to this start the zooms right. 
Yeah, and Laura is yeah. right. yeah, the three of us. Between the three of us, we'll cover everything. Excellent. <laughs> okay. And did anybody at Lori, did you have a question? Or? Yeah, just because I know we had spoke, you know, I told you what was going on. So are all these meetings already set with the all the participants or are people? No, are you if you want to be if in? you wanna be on any of them, let me know. And okay. you're more than welcome to join and uh, I'll put you down for all of them if you want or whatever. Okay, um, I'll take a look, but I'll let you know. Okay. Okay, then just write to me because then I'll be sending out notices to those who are on the list that want to be on there. Okay. Yeah. And, and then that's true. That's a good question. It's true for anybody. Email nancy at peacealliance.org if you'd like to participate in other meetings that you haven't set up and uh, She'll communicate with you. On yeah, that. and as soon as possible, because I, like I said, there are a ton of moving parts to this thing. So the sooner I know, the more likely I'll be to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> Can't guarantee it, but, but I'll try. Other meetings. Uh, I guess I don't know what you're getting yeah, there at. Are, Nancy started out with there are five meetings set up now and there are others in the works. So you're, um, you can be included in other meetings as well. Um, but we're, we're out of time for tonight. So we're going to conclude okay. Beth, if you have yep. more questions, you can call me and we can, we can talk about it after you get the email from Nancy, if anything isn't clear. Okay. Um, and we, it's time for Anne to give us our quote. Okay. All right. Well, I will give you the simple one. This is the one that ambassador Chowdhury ended with in his talk last uh, year which I think is, is like my favorite one for Infrastructures for Peace. It's by uh, John F. Kennedy. And he says, peace is a daily, a weekly, a monthly process, gradually changing opinions, slowly eroding old barriers, quietly building new structures. And so it is. So it is. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you all. Again, if you want to stay on after the recording, we'll we'll watch the video together. But I'll great. Thank you all. No. Yes, thank you.